you can bring down the after call work from two and a half minutes by 30% or by 40%. That means that if you're extrapolating that over millions of calls in your call center, you don't need that as many agents to actually handle the same number of calls. You actually have you know, lower wait times. Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast from Uniform, the podcast that dives into real conversations that are happening in contact centers around the world. Here you'll experience exciting interviews with well-known thought leaders, hear compelling stories from industry experts, gain fresh insights on contact center best practices and more. So grab a beverage and tune in as we get real with conversations that matter. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Randy Sarr, and today we are talking about after-call work. What is after-call work? Well, it's the time when you and I are calling into the call center, the contact center, and we are explaining our situation to them. They have to figure out what to do. When we hang up, that's the after-call work, and we're talking about how to make that portion of, their, of the agent's job as productive automated as possible. So today I have with me my fellow coworker Vijay Shankar. Vijay, welcome. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for the uh, opportunity to be part of the Conversations That Matter podcast. Really excited to share some thoughts and also have a great conversation with you. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, we've we've been working uh, for about a year together and we've met a couple times uh, throughout the lockdown, but uh, it's good to have this chat uh, and talk about a topic that you're really passionate about, right? So uh, to get started, to get to know you a little bit better and kind of your background in terms of, you know, why are you the person that should talk about after-call work and, and the contact centers, uh, we're going to go into some of the uh, fun little rapid-fire questions. So you've been working with the contact centers for how long? Uh, on and off, for I would say for the last 15, 16 years, I uh, spent uh, a lot of time at a company called Genesis, uh, which we're all familiar with. I uh, spent almost seven years over there. I spent about almost four years with a company called 247.ai, which is again in the contact center space. And then now with Unifor for the last year or so. So it's been on and off for the last uh, 16 years, probably. I, I think if I do the rough math, it's about 12 years in the last 16. <laughs> so yeah, so I've been in the contact center, seen a lot of evolution over the last uh, couple of decades. And uh, this is one area which has not evolved as much. And I'm finally great to see some evolution happening over here. Yeah, that's true. All right, so... I love asking this question uh, to a lot of my friends uh, within the tech industry, but uh, so I'll ask you, what is the last brand you referred someone? Great question. I think I referred a consumer brand. Uh, it was, it's called the Mevo camera. It's uh, it's the camera where if you have kids, which I know you have, yep. and your kids play baseball, which I know your kids play baseball, for example, or if you kids play any other sport, you can actually live stream the game on Twitch or Facebook Live or whatnot. For example, so so I actually place the camera right behind home plate. Perfect. Get the full view of the field, and you live stream the game. So if you have friends and family who can't show up for the game, they can watch it on Facebook Live. I have a private group created. So if you want to come and ch- check it out, I can happy to invite you to that. And then I can just download the video later and then take some snapshots of any particular That's thing. awesome. It's good for my family in India to watch. So I referred that to a friend of mine the last couple of weeks as well. Very cool. Now, I, I mean, definitely... Uh... I'm a camera geek, you know, a tech head at home. Um, my wife calls me the chief gadget officer, so I love hearing about the Mevo. Mm-hmm. I've used that product as well for some live streaming uh, events, so that's uh, really cool. Awesome. So next question, call center related. Last call center that you called? America Airlines, uh, a couple of weeks back. I spoke a ticket for my wife. Uh, she was going on a girl's trip uh, a couple, in a couple of months, um, so I just yeah. spoke to an air about travel, so I booked it on American Airlines, yeah. Cool. Uh, so it was a positive experience, I assume? 
Yeah, America is pretty good. Pretty positive experience. They recognize once the moment I call, they recognize who I am based on my phone number. Obviously, the status having status helps. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but they did some things which uh, I think definitely automating after call work would really help. And so, if there was one celebrity that could be your call center agent to solve all your problems, no matter what you were calling in for, who would that be? That's a good one. I could go so many different ways, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> if it is celebrity. You know, probably Roger Federer uh, in tennis. Uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's a perfectionist. The so goat. He's a best, uh, when, he, when he plays the goat. Uh, so when he probably, um, I would assume that he would be the perfect person to solve the call center needs, Roger Federer. If you look at huh. it from a celebrity and from a voice standpoint, you know, the voice of speak to somebody very pleasing. And Yeah, let's talk about the voice, right? Because you want the tone and the sentiment uh, yeah. to come across and you want them to kind of put you at ease because maybe you're calling in frustrated. Yeah. So could it be posthumous if I can go back in time because this person, particular person is no more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but course. if I could go back in time, uh, celebrity would probably be the legendary late sportscaster Dick Enberg. I'm not sure if you've heard him. Yeah, Call games, NFL games, tennis games, baseball games. Yeah, he was everywhere. Basketball games. He's, he had that perfect uh, voice, right? You can actually yeah. sit and just listen to him and... It is this, this soothing, empathetic, and great <laughs> sense of uh, diction, great sense of language. Perfect. Another great voice to actually speak to. Yeah, I know. He was great. Uh, I definitely heard him on, on numerous uh, U.S. Opens and Wimbledons and French Opens. So he yeah. definitely was uh, the guy that, uh, that I watched growing up. All right. Well, thanks for that rapid fire. And we're going to get started on the topic of the day in terms of after-call work. And one area kind of kind of set the stage uh, for us is let's talk about enterprise automation, right? So Automation at kind of larger organizations, uh, we can consider a contact center of maybe, uh, let's say, 1,500 agents or more as maybe a large contact center. What are some of the trends that you're seeing with enterprises? Is there any analyst data that potentially you could share on that? Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, that's a great question. So a lot of trends happening in the contact center with enterprise automation, right? So one of the first things, what I'll say is that during any downturn, uh, in fact, I was I was still working when we had the downturn in 2007, 2008. Yeah. I was fortunately working at that point in time. I was working for a call center company. The downturn last year, again, I'm working for a company which sells into call centers. So one thing in the downturn is that call centers tend to invest and grow during downturns. So they use that as an opportunity to, to innovate and use solutions which can help them lower costs and then also provide a better customer experience because mm-hmm. you're trying to uh, prevent customers from leaving you during times of need. Yeah. So that being said, uh, to to answer your question, right now there's a lot of emphasis on enterprise automation. There are numerous data points in terms of what's what's happening. Uh, I think there's a study from Gartner which said that uh, by 2023, 40% of all the interactions with an agent will be completely automated. That's up from, I think, 25% today. Wow. So that's significant in terms of yeah. what you're looking for because the entire interaction is going to be automated. And I know one of the things that a lot of people within the call center industry, specifically agents, they're worried about their jobs, right? Yeah. And automation isn't necessarily getting rid of the job, right? It is not getting rid of the jobs at all. It is making their jobs better. Uh, it's making their performance better. It's making them more efficient. So they're not having to do their mundane tasks, right? So. Normally, Randy, how many times have you called into a call center and you've actually you hear the typewriter noise in the background or yeah, the agent yeah. saying, "Home, oh, sorry, my machine is a bit slow today." He or she is basically typing notes at that point in time. I don't yeah. think the machines are always slow. I've been hearing it for the last twenty years. <laughs> the same excuse, right? They need to play catch up somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, no, no. So the, to answer the question, no. I think it, we can we can look at automation to really augment their interactions, uh, so they can have much more quality con conversations. They're not having conversations about where do I find the nearest ATM, for example, or where do I pay my bill, or why is there a, a negative? Why is there a dispute on my card? So they're actually having quality conversations. So you can automate some of the standard conversations through solution and technology. There's also a lot of emphasis in terms of RPA, which is another form of uh, automation in the contact center. RPA is obviously a robotic process automation, has made its way into the back office automation side of things. But I think there is a huge opportunity in the contact center. I think there's a study from Forrester which talks about nearly 70% of contact centers looking to deploy RPA in the next uh, coming years. So I think that's significant, uh, specifically from enterprise automation standpoint. Wow. So definitely a need, definitely, you know, a trend that's happening. So that's really interesting to see. Uh, so for those listeners that are, are tuning in, whether they're watching the video or the audio, you know, we're talking to Vijay Shankar here. He is the vice president of product marketing and go-to-market at Unifor, uh, has a long history in the contact center industry. So thank you, Vijay, for your, your expertise and joining us today. Thanks, Randy. Now for a short break, let's learn more about Unifor. Unifor is the global leader in conversational service automation. The company's vision is to disrupt an outdated customer service model by bridging the gap between human and machine using voice, AI, and automation so that every voice on every call is truly heard. For more information about Unifor, go to www.unifor.com, email podcast at unifor.com, or tweet at Unifor. And now, back to the podcast. So as always, if you guys have any comments or questions, you can always tweet us at, at Unifor. Uh, you can use the hashtag CTM Unifor. That is the best way to mention anything about how you guys are thinking enterprise automation is affecting your business. So if you have any examples or you've seen other brands do it really well or, or maybe not, let us know. Just use the hashtag CTM Unifor and also mention at Unifor. All right, so let's get into the topic of after-call work around, you know, kind of the reality of the situation now. Uh, and we talked a little bit already about how agents have to do it, but what is actually the time that they have to spend? How much of a time suck is it? Yeah, so I think that's a great question, Randy. So after-call work, as, as you mentioned, it's the time agents spend after the call finishing up the main notes of the call, right? So Randy calls in for a billing dispute and agent talks to you about it and the agent makes some changes and then they offer you something else as a credit for the for the for the trouble you have to face uh, they have to summarize this in the crm system because you know you want to make sure that next time when you call back the, the next agent who is answering the call has complete history of it so normally to answer a question the different industries have different uh, different times our experience when speaking with our customers range around two and a half three minutes I've seen some studies which talks about an average of six minutes across all industries. I think that seems a bit too high. I would say to be for conservative time, it could be around two and a half minutes what agents normally spend, you know, entering notes with after-call work or completing their after-call work. Yeah. Okay. So those are definitely some, some areas within their job where automation can help. And again, not only save time, but money, right? I mean, that's yeah. the, the bottom line for a lot of these leaders that are listening in. Yeah. It's basically saving time and money. It's uh, time because you're saving two and a half, but let's say if you can bring down the after call work from two and a half minutes by 30% or by 40%, that means that if you're extrapolating that over millions of calls in your call center, uh, you don't need that as many agents to actually handle the same number of calls. You actually have uh, you know, lower wait times. So you're just improving the overall end to end uh, 
the cost as well as the customer experience in terms of the after-call work summarization. Second thing is you're just making the agents more efficient, right? So there's likelihood that sometimes agents don't enter the right notes. There is incomplete notes being added or incomplete uh, summary of the call being added, inaccuracies. So if you're using a machine to kind of really help you automate the after-call work, and then all the agent has to do is make any minor edits as required. Like, for example, it could be like you're calling in to upgrade your phone, but the way the machine is translated, that is, you're buying a new phone. So all the agent has to do is just switch the new phone purchase to upgrade to a new iPhone 12, and then that's that's good enough. So, so it just makes the agent, uh, it just the accuracy is a lot better, time is a lot better, the agent performance is a lot better. I think the most important thing people uh, don't talk about is if I don't have to worry about taking notes, I'm much more conversational in the way I speak with you, right? So, for example, say if you are taking notes right now, you're probably you're distracted, you're more monotonous in terms of your yeah, conversations, yeah. you're trying cool. to go through certain things. Whereas if you're not taking notes and you have a machine to summarize this call or this, this podcast, you're more likely to be conversational with me and kind of really and have a much better customer experience. And uh, Yeah, kind of focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, definitely. All right, so uh, now that we've determined that after-call work uh, and automation should go together uh, and is needed, especially within the contact center. Let's talk about you know the platform that, that people are, are looking for, uh, but more so the capabilities. What's uh, in your mind, what are some of the capabilities that are needed for automation? Great question. So I would think um, summarize the capabilities is obviously you need a, a transcription engine, a, re- a real-time transcription engine, because this has to happen in real time. Uh, you need an engine, the transcription engine, uh, which really supports AI and natural language, because you're trying to transcribe natural language, human language into the quick summary for the call, which the agent can then upload into CRM systems. And then definitely, you know, eventually you would start requiring the, in the, the growth of RPA into the system as well. So let's go step by step, right? So nat- I talked about why natural language is important, you know, because it really helps understand what the call is about. So thereby summarize the key components of the call and then provide it to the agent. Where AI plays into picture is AI based on the conversational AI based on the call and the history and the data can clearly identify what what is very important in the call. For example, if I say, hey, hi, Randy, thanks for calling Premier Bank. Now, that's just a greeting. Do I really need to summarize that in the call? No, I don't need to summarize that in the notes, right? So the AI engine, what the AI engine can really play a part in is really kind of sectioning the call into different segments. So what exactly is the greeting of the call? What's the discovery of the problem? What's the resolution of the problem? Uh, whether any promises being made uh, during the call or commitments being made during the call, and what's the wrap-up. So when you section the call across these different sections with the use of AI, then you can clearly understand the system can be programmed saying, okay, then just choose the discovery of the call, uh, the problem of the call, the resolution, what was committed, and then summarize that as a notes for the agent so the agent can go and upload it into the CRM systems. So I think, so these, I mean, there are obviously many other technologies in terms of whether it should be cloud, whether it should be a premise, all the other things, but I would just summarize it in terms of the AI, the natural language capability, as well as the RPA element. And RPA, we can get to it in a second, but these are the top three. For sure. So all this information that we're talking about, just so everybody knows, is in a great guide, uh, a buyer's guide actually, on the Unifor website, so you want to tell people a little bit about that, uh, just so that you know they know where to reference and, and get some more details. Absolutely, that's a great uh, suggestion. So we at Unifor we have come across uh, we have built this buyer's guide. So if if you are looking to really automate your agent after call work, uh, we have provided this buyer's guide in terms of what you need to be looking for. Uh, whether you need to build versus buy, that's a great discussion, which you know, which you sometimes people want to think about. Do I need to I build on my own? Do I buy on my own or buy it from another vendor? What do you look for from your vendor 
uh, to really help uh, choosing it to help you choose the right solution. So this it's a it's a pretty comprehensive guide. Really gets into the details of a lot of the things we're talking about, and definitely would encourage you all to download and and, and give it a quick read. All right, so make sure to go to unifor.com. Uh, we will put the link in the show notes. So make sure uh, that you guys check that out. So unifor.com is the place to go. All right. So now that we get to understanding kind of the capabilities and some of the kind of the, the basic requirements, and there's a lot, and it's all all those details are, are packed in the uh, buyer's guide. So let's talk about the the platform. So you know that's something that now that we understand the capabilities, the platform is necessary. But you know you were talking about you know build versus buy. Uh-huh. I have a lot of background working with developers, so. My first thing is like, can you leverage open source software? Are there any other kind of you know superficial AI solutions out there um, that they shouldn't be trying out? Well, what's your thoughts on that? So that's a great question, right? So any large enterprise always has a lot of developers, a lot of resources to think that they can build on their own. But sometimes it's in just like just like everything in life, you want to go with the experts on the solution because it is just it is one thing to just build for the one time use. But what about future enhancements? What about future upgrades? What about building in newer technologies? What about bringing in the additional concepts of how technology matures over the years and bringing it into the system as part of the regular release process? But that's unlikely to happen in, when you build it on your own. And when you choose to buy your after-call work solution from a vendor, then you're assured that the vendor is constantly innovating, adding new capabilities, keeping it up to date, fixing all the bugs, making it more accurate as and when the system gets more sophisticated. So you can be rest assured that you would always be at the cutting edge of software if you choose to buy it from a vendor who specializes in building after call work uh, solutions. And here at Unifor, just look at what we have done. A, a year or two back, we first announced our first version of the after call work automation. Now we have added so many capabilities in the last year, which is purely, I talked about the whole idea of sectioning the call with different segments. That's been done recently. We're talking about feedback loops. So if edits are being made, how uh, to the, by the agents, the, there is a self-learning mechanism so that in the future, the same edit would not be required to be made. So there's a f- feedback loop with the platform. So there's a lot of other capabilities what we're building in, which, which, which uh, companies can really leverage and benefit from if they choose to buy it from a vendor rather than building it of their own. All right. Good points. Good points. Uh, so let's uh, talk about, just kind of summarize our discussion here. What are the top three questions uh, you can ask before you buy? So the top three questions you want to ask before you buy is number one, how exactly is the solution being, what is the underlying technology of the solution? Are you using AI and natural language capabilities to drive the after-call work automation? Uh, what's your credibility in this space, really? So who are some of your customers who have bought the solution and what are the benefits they've realized as a result of it? And that's extremely important because you obviously have a lot of, lot of startup companies say that, oh, they can build this after-call work summarization but then they don't have any customers, right? So are they true? They truly have a solution, or are we the ones who can drive that? I think so. That is very important. And the third thing would be is the continuous innovation and looking at the entire end-to-end journey of the customer agents. What else can the vendor provide to help the automation angle? Is very important. All right. Okay. So uh, those are great t- tips and uh, great questions to ask. If you guys ever need any more advice. Uh, VJ is the man. So VJ, uh, for those that need to reach out to you specifically uh, to get some more advice on choosing an after-call work uh, vendor, can we uh, get your your info? So uh, share with us uh, the best way to reach you. 
Yeah, so definitely you can definitely reach out to me at uh, Twitter. It's V is in Victor S H A N K A R zero five. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's V J B is in Victor I J A I Shankar S H A N K A R. That's my LinkedIn. You can definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn profile as well, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Uh, you may have as far as automating after call work is concerned. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. So this has been another great episode of the Conversations That Matter podcast. This is a topic that matters to contact center agents and their supervisors and the leaders. So we hope that this is, topic has been helpful for you uh, and we'd love your feedback. So make sure to rate and review our podcast or send us an email at podcast at unifor.com. That is the best way to reach us. We want to hear what topics you want to hear about on how to manage your business, on how to choose the right technology for your business. So have a great day and look forward to seeing you guys out there on the Twitterverse or wherever you might be. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, everyone. You have been listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player and rate and review to enable us to create relevant and valuable content for your business. If you'd like to learn more about conversational service automation, visit unifor.com. Have a great day.